0: honorable podcast how's it going
1: it's going fantastic and how's it going for you today Louisa?
0: it is going wonderful actually not so wonderful but i mean not so wonderful (laughs) it's (laughs) It's fun. fun
1: why is that why is it not so wonderful
0: um it's just every other day i don't know this vacation has been kind of a bust because i was supposed to go to indiana and see my grandparents and that didn't happen but hey It is what it is, because we've got to appreciate our moments even if they aren't what we think.
1: Well, at least you're able to have a positive outlook on it. Today I picked up a work shift, so I just kind of worked all day. And then Same with
0: me. I've picked up like three extra shifts this week, which is kind of nice.
1: At least you're making money. We're making cash. Exactly. Have you thought about investments, Louisa?
0: Um, I've thought about some investments. I really don't understand the stock market that well, but my grandfather is super into it. Okay. What about you?
1: Uh, I've done quite a bit in stocks. I, I have money in stock market right now. Okay. And I think what you should go for is a Roth IRA.
0: And what is a Roth IRA?
1: I don't fully know, but I <laughs> do know what it does. So what okay. you do is now that you're 18, you could start one and you could start with like $5,000 in it. Just ask your parents, have them like review what a Roth IRA is, have them put that in for you because it's going to go up a lot. So they'd be okay with it.
0: So I got to start now is what you're saying.
1: Exactly. The key is to start young because if you invest a certain amount of money uh, spread across an index fund when you're 20 and do it till you're 40, you're going to make the same amount if you did it from 30 to 60. Okay. So you need to do it in a fashion where you're... you have to start young you don't, you don't want to wait till it's too late
0: i'll definitely look into it it's crazy like i just when you were talking about all that you like you're like you're 18 now i'm like what when we're thinking about what happened this week i totally forgot i turned 18 i'm an adult <laughs> now that's crazy
1: it was your birthday all right viewers. Yeah. well birthday for louisa happy birthday louisa
0: Thank you. <laughs> it feels it feels no different than being a 17-year-old, a, ch- a child. Mm-hmm. It literally feels no different, like any other birthday. So Right.
1: I mean, a lot of people just think, "Oh, you're 18, you can like what? You can vote and you can buy lottery tickets." But there's some other stuff you can do. You can enlist in the military. Yeah. Uh, you can do the entire stock market now. You can do cryptocurrency, you can invest. Like there's a whole another world you're part of now.
0: Yeah, you can drive after 1 a.m. legally and talk on the phone. You can't do that? No. Technically, it's not legal
1: if you're, you're under 18.
0: Yeah, between the hours of 1 and 5 a.m., you're not supposed to be on the road. That's if you're not lying. true. Yeah, that's a, I, I learned it no in Driver's way. Ed. I learned it true. in Driver's Ed.
1: It's definitely just when your nine months aren't up.
0: Oh, that might be that. That's no, I'm pretty sure.
1: Your, no, that's 100% when your nine months aren't up.
0: Okay, we're going to fact check this. Absolutely.
1: we're gonna run to bring that back pretty sure, chat that um louisa is speaking fat cap here and that is just not correct because i've driven that time so many times and i've had no fear in me and i would constantly have fear in me if it were true okay no way so next
0: next week we'll bring it up and be like okay so here's who's right on this issue i could totally just google it no i didn't google it it's oh going to sit through up. our listeners for an entire Why would week? you
1: make me sit for that on an entire That is horrible. That's a crude <laughs> thing to do right there. Well, that
0: is, that's that's what's going to happen. But but like on like other that. news, for both of us, we both committed to college. We what? did
1: indeed. And we're both going to Massachusetts.
0: We're going to be mass We're
1: going to be mass <laughs> Oh my god! It's going to be Lovely. Yeah, you know, next time you see me I'll be an ambulance chaser. Oh. <laughs> interesting. Do you know what
0: that is? is it a reputation for a muscle?
1: Yeah, like but like do you know what it is?
0: No, not exactly.
1: Okay, so you know how like when like, an ambulance comes and busts on down the road everyone pulls off to the side? Yeah. It's someone that like cuts right back in behind the ambulance and then uses like all those cars being pushed off to the side to just get ahead of all the traffic.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Because yeah. when you're in big city Sounds gridlock like traffic, like you know, you just got to take what you can get. And if that involves exactly. following the ambulance, well, that's what you got to do.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm going to be in Boston, personally. I'm fine with that being out. There's millions of people there. Uh, so I'm not going to have a car. So I guess I can't be an ambulance chaser. I'm going to be doing public transit because I've never been in a city with public transit. And I think it'll be fun.
0: Yeah, you'll get to experience the vibe, the many amounts of people and right. it'll be very different from I'll get to have life. some
1: some good baked beans.
0: Yeah, well you you got so many food options in Boston. That's just that's that's so exciting. It'll be Lucky. a highlight.
1: I mean, yeah. I just I'm am very excited. I I don't sound it cuz I'm not good at vo- verbally expressing my emotion, but I'm quite hyped to say the least.
0: That's wonderful! No, I'm so excited too. I think it's gonna be a new chapter with new adventures, and who knows? Maybe we'll record some episodes when we're in Boston.
1: A couple in-person episodes that'd be pretty. Yeah, video specials.
0: Yes. Who knows? Maybe blog it. Who knows?
1: Got some stuff for you, Spotify and uh, YouTube (laughs) in the future. YouTube,
0: wink, wink. Yeah. (laughs) Who knows? Um,
1: But do you know what happened this past weekend in Boston? what happened it snowed just like it was snowing here today
0: oh my gosh our water is literally our water our water our weather is literally bipolar it was so nice the other day and then today windy snow like snow flurries uh like 35 degrees and super wind chill terrible weather and then tomorrow it's supposed to be in the 60s again what like what is our weather
1: absolutely zero sense like i went to work today completely expecting it to be like warm weather and so i just brought like like a light fleece and then they sent me out to do carts and it was so cold
0: bad i could only stay out
1: for like 20 minutes i was like shivering my knuckles were white i was like this is horrible i was supposed to be working today
0: i don't want to be here anymore (laughs) i love working on bad days so it feels like you're not missing out on anything
1: true and like especially working at a grocery store like myself during the week it's so quiet people are at work people are doing they have stuff to do no one's shopping yeah so it was a lot of like chill moments it kind of just relaxing for a large part of it
0: yeah I um. agree with that it's so weird like I never work during the week on the regular school year I only work on the weekends just because sports and school and obviously but working during the day is like summer again it's so it's so different it's so it long feel like
1: summer because during the summer i as well work during the weeks and it was just yeah. i don't know it felt weird like there's different staff that work on the weekends than the staff that work on the week so i'm like seeing all these coworkers i haven't seen in like ages and there's new ones that are like oh, are you new here and i'm like nope been here longer yeah. than you, but
0: <laughs> i i see people that i never see it's so different it's weird
1: right it's it's just it's an interesting feeling being at work at times when you are not supposed to be at work.
0: Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's it messes with your like schedule and your whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm.
1: But um, yeah. But I'll be I picked up more time on my shift for Saturday. So that'll be a nice long day of work there. Not looking forward that'll to be that. Yeah.
0: Sounds gross.
1: Picked up uh in the morning too, so I have to wake up even earlier.
0: Great. That's a smart rope, huh?
1: Oh, yeah. I love that. I'm, if, you, if you don't know me, I'm not a morning person. I I go to bed late and wake up late, so it's I am not a, my ideal. I'm such
0: a morning person, so I'd be fine with that. That's
1: why it's hard to film these podcasts. She wants to go to bed when I'm ready to film.
0: <laughs> That's true. Hey, I've been staying up super late. You got to give me that.
1: You have, but only because I've been forcing you to.
0: <laughs> okay, well... Just, that's true i know I, i'm like i gotta get back into going to bed early because i've been waking up and being like i cannot be up right now because no matter how late i go to bed i still wake up at like 6 a.m or 7 if i'm lucky <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so you're just torturing to yourself
0: yeah it's not good yeah, but anyway it's a life I'm ha- used to. um anyway have you noticed my wonderful coffee mug you
1: know i i can just barely read the word quit but let's see here if you if at first you don't succeed quit dot 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 which leads to no (laughs) sense in being a dang fool about it
0: (laughs) and it does not in fact say dang it says another word
1: okay (laughs) i think it's a Um, good message
0: i think it's actually so some people might look at this mug and be like this is that's why would you have a mug that says if at first you don't succeed quit well you know what in my mind it's inspiring because it's like no i'm like no i'm not gonna do that whatever like it inspires me
1: i would just what? quit i would just, you quit.
0: would just quit after drinking out of this mug
1: yeah I'd listen to the mug it's telling me what to do
0: <laughs> no i just am like i love this mug it's so chill and i look at this and i'm like okay um it's telling me to quit i ain't gonna quit like no
1: i would interpret that mug as like a message from the greater powers just telling me like stop get some help
0: i always laugh about it when we were little we would always want to get that mug because we're like it says a bad word on the bottom so we need to know what it is
1: so did you wait until you could get the mug like all yeah the so what, we,
0: we, everyone would try to get the mug and then our parents would just put it on the on the counter and like when we were little we would always try to like pick it up off the counter to read the bottom because we knew there was a quote unquote bad word on it um, and our parents would just like hold the cup to the ground so we couldn't pick it up and see what it said but all of us would try. it was so funny.
1: <laughs> I love that that's really wholesome. Yeah um, what we thought was like the greatest thing when we went camping when we were little is there was an ice cream shop on the way called Knuckleheads. (laughs) Knucklehead was like a bad word. Couldn't call someone a knucklehead. So like, oh my God, we get to go at Knuckleheads. Like that was the only time we could say it.
0: No, that's so funny. I think it really depends like when you're looking at a saying like that, how you interpret it and like your personal personality and how it goes with you. And speaking of like personalities, today's episode, we're talking, we're diving deep into the the personality grind like deep right jack
1: you took the myers-briggs test everybody world renowned for its 16 different classifying charts of who you are as a person based off 130 questions
0: yeah it, it was a, it was quite long but it was very revealing i would say
1: but informative you exactly classified, uh by four different letters each letter has two different options leading to 16 choices And the first letter will either be an E or an I standing for extroverted or introverted. The second letter will be an N or an S standing for intuition or sensing. The third will be an F or a T standing for feeling or thinking. And the fourth will be a J or a P standing for judging and perceiving. Before we talk about what we got as our results, we are going to talk to you guys about some of the questions first. And we don't actually know what the other person got for answers.
0: Yeah, no, we have no idea. We're going into this blind. Um, But... I picked a few questions, Jack picked a few questions, and we're going to just share those. I don't know if we picked the same questions, but I guess we'll see possible. once we...
1: have um, on run through here.
0: Yeah. So the first question I have is, I have little to say, and I put highly inaccurate, like the most inaccurate okay. as possible.
1: And, and what page is that on?
0: I didn't I don't have pages for mine because I had have to do the like pages the marked.
1: Okay. See, this <laughs> no. is just level. You can tell Louisa like is like very good at what she does.
0: Okay. Um, I did not do well, a good job of taking this test because I did it on my phone and not on my computer, so it wasn't easy to save yeah, everything. And I just
1: went on my computer and took screenshots of the pages and then zoomed it in so I could see them.
0: That would have been smart. You don't remember what you said?
1: I mean what was the one again?
0: I have little to say.
1: I will decide. Okay. I think for that one, I also put strongly disagree.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I feel I like – I just don't Yeah, I feel it. like
0: we both talk a lot. We have a lot to say. There's a lot of words that need to come out of our brains. That
1: is why we made a podcast.
0: That is true. So oh. I think we can agree on that one. That would make um, sense. And then the next one I picked was I would rather go with the flow than have a set schedule. And I put inaccurate because I work so much better – in a defined schedule when I have things that I have to prioritize. Um, And because when I don't have a schedule, I kind of just like, oh, I don't have to do that right now. I don't have to do anything right now. I just want to chill and do nothing. So schedules really help like Mm -hmm. straighten me out and stick to a routine.
1: And we should mention this before, but for each of these things, you get to put disagree, neutral, or agree with one in between neutral and the other one. So it's like a set of five, kind of like a spectrum of your agreeness. Yeah, and for that one, I think I put like semi agree because mm-hmm. I do like to follow a plan and kind of be orderly and have a set uh, direction to go with. But I also like to leave a little room for free thought, free thinking, and a bit of wiggle room to have my own design and spin to it.
0: No, I can definitely see that for you. I feel like I'm more rigid in my thinking and in my planning than you are. But you like you you're not so unrigid that like you don't have any sort of plan. So I, I can definitely see that for right. you.
1: I, I can find myself very much to be someone that like when they know the way to do something, they want to find their own way to do it.
0: Yeah. I'm very much that... a
1: free thinker in that sense. Yeah. That like reminds
0: to... me of one of the other questions. Do you want to share? Um, do you want to go back and forth?
1: Sure. I'll do a couple of mine. Okay. So uh, for the one where it was, I like to do things as they were done in the past. And I put, um somewhat disagrees like this the closest to disagree that's not very disagree okay I, I put that because traditions are nice and all but i think they kind of hold us down i think they hold us back and i think the one of the most important ways to be progressive and to pass and head on to a new future is to break down traditions that hold us back and create new ones to lead into a newer future
0: i agree with that i think that we shouldn't always be living in the past and to find new ways to create our own realities and things um i'm not sure do you know what page for you that was on
1: yes that was on page one
0: okay so that's pretty close to the beginning right. um i think i put something along those lines i remember thinking about that one um but i agree that i think the past should sort it not that the past should stay in the past but we should do things differently now just right. because we have the option to but some it, things can stay
1: I think it goes along the lines of it's okay to make mistakes as long as you learn from them. Traditions show us what the past was like, but that doesn't mean that we should only abide by how things were. It means we should take the past and advance from it.
0: That's true. Yeah, definitely. Um, Uh, The next one that I had was I enjoy being there for people when they're feeling sad. And I put accurate because I feel like a lot of the time, sometimes people can see me as a person that they can come to. And like, I've, I like to comfort people and just be there for like my friends and the people around me. So I put accurate, like highly accurate.
1: I put strongly agree on that one. Um, I'm very much someone that I, I I feel, I feel a sense of worth mm-hmm. when I'm helping other people through their own issues. And also I, I take a deep interest in the human psyche and kind of understanding why people feel the way they do. So I I take a great interest in understanding people and understanding their problems and trying to help them through it as well. Because I I think working on my own mental health is important as well, but assisting others with theirs gives me a true sense of purpose. Like I'm really doing something important for something other than myself.
0: Literally exactly my own thoughts. I love learning about why people feel the way they do and their own like mental problems and issues that they need to work through. I like to help them work through that stuff. And that is why I'm going to be studying psychology because this is like, this hits to home. So I love, I love doing this stuff and I love learning about why people feel the way they feel and mm-hmm. helping people kind of nurtures that longing to know, like, you know,
1: exactly. Uh, the next one I have for you, it's on page five and it is, it is important to, to me to make decisions without being swayed by emotions and I put Ooh, somewhat disagree one. and I've... I think that one could be controversial for people because they may want to take it more of a logical sense but I think with a lot of important decisions it's going to come down to an issue of morality and I think morality is inspired by your emotions
0: I feel like your emotions can sometimes follow the line of like your intuition and that can be like a really deciding factor when you're making decisions um But I thought it could be both. I thought it could be either way. So I kind of, I put neutral for that question because I'm like, it could or it couldn't. Um, But I agree with that. Like,
1: hmm. Yeah, I think morals are at their base. One of the most important things we have, especially for like political questions and just deciding like major things. And I think how you feel about a moral emotionally is going to have a huge impact. yeah
0: I for the next one I put this is kind of a funny one um I do not like to sit still for long and that I put like highly disagree I mean highly agree because like that I cannot like I'm moving all around right now I cannot sit still I have to be doing something even like when I'm in bed I need to be like thinking or like moving my hand or like tapping my foot or something just to like I feel like moving my body and not sitting still I can it like helps me focus more on my work and stuff.
1: That's fair. Um, I put somewhat disagree for that one. Really? Yeah um, I I guess like I am fidgety in the sense of like I'll be moving while I'm sitting down but I'm very fine with like just sitting in place and like having an objective and focusing on it or binging a show or whatever like playing a game for a long period of time like i can just sit there and i can do my thing
0: really see i'm the opposite i need to be like like touching something moving my hands moving my brain moving my feet fidgeting like i'm always moving
1: yeah that guy's louisa is paralyzed because she tried to move her brain snapped off her spinal cord oh god (laughs) (laughs) it's the only thing i can think of happening
0: oh my god
1: that's how concussions happen is your brain moving?
0: No, definitely, definitely.
1: Like when really? you hit, when you hit your head, there there's space between your skull and your brain, and when you hit your head, your brain is getting slammed into the side of your skull, and that's what a concussion is.
0: Yikes! I remember when I was little, I would hit my head against the wall, and I'd be like, "If I hit my head one more time, I'm gonna get a concussion," and then I would like, I would be like. I would hit it again, and i be like, one more time, one more time. Were, were you I, hitting
1: it on purpose?
0: No, like, an accident, and I would guilt trip myself to, like, hope that I never hit my head again, because I'm, like, going like, to get how, a concussion. How, are
1: you, how are you hitting your head? I'm confused. No,
0: I would just, like, wake up and, like, ram it against the wall in accident. What? Like, you, you, you know when what? you're asleep. <laughs>
1: no. No, I don't know, no, like, when okay. you're with the situation.
0: No, you know when you're asleep, and you wake up, and then you like you're like go like this out of bed, and then you're like, no, you hit your head against That's the never wall. Never
1: happened to me before.
0: I well, okay, That's never so happened when...
1: once in my life. When I got out of bed, I roll off the side, stick my foot down, stand up.
0: <laughs> so when I was younger, my bed was up against a wall,
1: same. and so
0: there was a like exactly a same. quadrant, like it was a right angle where the bed was set. So I me would well. like roll to that side of the wall and it would, like, my head would hit. My head would slam against the wall.
1: Yeah, see, I just didn't roll into the wall. because Well, I it was re- an
0: accident. It wasn't a purposeful thing. I, I had just, this thing like, called woke common up like sense. that. <laughs> I just woke up like that. It was, like, the stir.
1: You just, like, roll, you woke up, and you're like, ow, I hit my head while I was asleep, and it didn't wake me up. Must be getting another concussion. <laughs> you know, oh, I-, I think maybe you were already concussed, and that's why it wasn't waking you up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I woke up, like, I was already awake, but I like shifted and I was like, slamming my head against the wall. What? Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs>
1: this explains so much. You know, okay, well, maybe when in I was a baby... last week's episode, D- Devden said a milk jug got dropped on his head, and I said coffee got sold on my head, and you said nothing ever happened to my head. That was the biggest lie you ever told on this podcast because okay
0: well i ha- sounds I like to you against-
1: slammed your head into the wall 90 times over
0: <laughs> Well, no it wasn't that oh, many times but i definitely slammed my head against the wall a good amount of times when i was sleeping in that little bed when i was younger <laughs>
1: you hit your head enough times to think you should eat grass
0: um so going off of those questions um i for my one that i selected from those i chose the I am more interested in what is possible versus I am more interested in what is real. And I put um, closer to the end of I am more interested in what is possible because I feel like I envision stuff based on like what I can attain. And I don't really think like my goals are realistic. They're not like go win the lottery tomorrow. Mm. Like they're things that I can actually achieve. And I think- um, when I read that, I, I think of like, okay, these, I'm more interested in what is possible, what I can achieve with my own life. So that's why I chose that one.
1: Gotcha. I put hard into, I am more interested in what is real.
0: Really? Why yes. is that?
1: Because in my mindset, what's real is what's tangible and what's there. And it's what you can build off of. It's what you can change. Uh, it's what you can create with. And so for me, I'd like to take what's real and mold it to what it can be as well. But I'm more interested in what I have starting with than what it can be.
0: Okay, so you does that mean like you live more in the present versus in the what can happen, what is possible in the future?
1: Um, I'd say when I'm positive, I live I live more in reality, and then when I'm more negative, I live in the future. Really, I, I very much have an outlook of negative futures but positive realities.
0: That's interesting. I feel yeah. like for me because and I think this is has to do with like why I chose this one. Um I live more of like the future, like preparing for the future, thinking about the future and less in the present, which like help like sometimes what is real doesn't feel real to me because I'm living in the future all the time. So right. I can see why you would think that way cuz I think it depends like your shift in mindset right. and perspective.
1: In theory, if time is a continuous stream and every instance is occurring at the same time all at once throughout the space-time continuum of the fourth dimension, then the future is reality.
0: Interesting. That's (laughs) actually true. Yeah, I've actually heard that before.
1: Exactly. It's just you have to drop a little stone and make a ripple in the time stream, and then you create your differences.
0: Interesting.
1: Have you ever thought of that? Like, if time is a river, dropping even one rock in will create ripples that will go far down the current?
0: I actually have thought of that. I think it would have, because it has such a big effect. Any little thing. It's the butterfly effect. Any little decision has so much effect on the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. It's crazy.
1: I think it tackles onto this theory. So have you ever heard the theory that every single person in the world is six connections away?
0: No, I've never heard that.
1: So, for example, um, my father ate in a diner with Larry Bird.
0: Oh, really? That's So, so cool.
1: You're friends with me. So that's one connection. My father is my dad, so you to me to my dad, it's two connections, and then you to me to my dad to the Larry Bird he with the di- with the diner. So you're therefore three connections away from Larry Bird. And the theory oh, goes yeah. is that because so many people know so many people, you are in theory six connections away from every single human on Earth.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Isn't that a crazy thought?
0: That is such a crazy thought.
1: Right? So- if you were able to make one small impact on someone's life and they were able to connect to so many people, that's how one small thing can lead to so many things.
0: It could. And it could lead to different things for different people. Like different people could have the same connections, but from different Mm
1: -hmm. events. You could say one kind word to someone, change their whole mood throughout the day, changes how they act throughout the rest of the day. That could lead to more things. One small thing can lead to so many big things.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: And that's how time is com- complicated.
0: Oh my gosh. All right, do you have one more or do you want to go to results?
1: I do have one more.
0: I do too, I- so go ahead.
1: All right, so I took the one that said I find it challenging to make new friends and I put hard disagree.
0: Interesting, what, why did you choose that?
1: Why did- I chose that because in my experience at least um, I find myself very good at meeting new people being able to like open up to them being trusting with them. Uh, I mean, I I feel like I'm very good at creating conversation and being able to interact with new people, finding connections, bouncing off those connections, and just kind of creating positive vibes between us. And I think that allows me to make new friends very easily.
0: So wait, was it the question I found it challenging to make new friends? Yes. Okay, so you put inaccurate.
1: Correct. I think it's not challenging.
0: I put neutral. Because some situations are very easy to make friends. And I'm a sociable person. I like to talk. um, But sometimes when I'm in a crowd of people that I can't relate to at all, I feel very awkward and it's not the easiest experience to make friends. So, I mean, I can see you like literally having, it's so funny because like when you meet new people, you always are like, um, you find some sort of connection that relates like you to the the other group of people um but i feel like i sometimes struggle with that and not relating people to people that becomes awkward so i kind of put neutral because it's kind of either or it's either really hard or really difficult
1: it would like be hard sort of As a vegan. You, you wouldn't, as relate, the- to, you wouldn't <laughs> relate to anyone that eats meat cuts out a large okay, part of the population
0: <laughs> so when you meet someone <laughs> it's the first thing you do to them are you vegan?
1: No, but they usually tell me in the first ten sentences. That's true. They always have
0: that quote that like people are like, if you're oh, vegan, vegan by You, the you way. know they're vegan because they can't shut up about it.
1: Yeah, they, they, they make it clear usually oh pretty quickly. It reminds yeah. me of an old YouTuber. Um, that was like he was like really like muscle bound. He was vegan, but he was like crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. And he
1: would always like make these videos about like wanting to like end non vegans. <laughs> and it was really it was really insane he was i think he so got funny. banned he, <laughs> he
0: was, got banned
1: yeah he was he was pretty bad <laughs>
0: oh lord <that's laughs> He would like so threaten funny. other
1: youtubers that like made videos talking about him because people would be like this guy's really crazy we're gonna make a video about him and he's like unless you stop eating meat i'm gonna find you <laughs> it's like
0: oh gosh okay. that's intimidating that's not a good thing
1: that's no <laughs> so what was your last oh, question gosh.
0: Okay, so my last question was, um, hold on, two seconds. Let me find it. One, I just lost it. Oh, here it is. Two. It's either I make decisions with my head or I make decisions with my heart. And this is like so, this question, like there's the questions out there that just like hit your, hit your, what is the phrase I'm looking for? They really like resonate with you very well. And I think this is one of those questions because I feel like I put for my answer is I make decisions with my heart, like all the way to that side. And the reason why I put that is because I feel like when I make a decision, I'm following like the path that God wants me to, or that I'm supposed to follow. Um, And I feel like my heart is that connection and that I'm doing it for a reason and it's for the right reason. And like, With my head, I don't know, it just, it makes sense in my head, but it feels, the decision feels right in my heart. So I said my heart.
1: I actually put leaning, I make decisions with my head. Really? And I put this because in a lot of situations, I find myself to be more of a a logistical, logical thinker in the sense of, I try with most problems to be as unbiased as possible, break it down to its facts, the evidence, and what I can go from it. And I try to make a decision based purely off of what's going to lead to the best outcome.
0: That's a probably a good way of thinking of it.
1: So I feel a lot like, of my decisions come from my head over my emotional complex.
0: I feel like either way can work with people because it really depends on the person that you are and like what your ideals are. Because you're exactly. it's very evident, like you're very logistical, like, okay, set the facts out here um but whereas for me like i'm more like i feel i get feelings towards decisions like i'm like this is going to be a bad decision i feel bad about it my intuition exactly this like is
1: intuition it's world renown
0: yeah i mean it, crazy stuff happens to me Like i should i should start recording like stuff that happens to me because i have crazy intuition that becomes yeah, reality like you could
1: start vlogging there you go
0: yeah i could <laughs> that's okay. an
1: idea so, I think we've covered a fair amount of the questions. There were 130. It's a bit much to go over in one episode. Yeah. So, let's talk about what we actually got for results.
0: I want to hear from you first. I'm really interested. Do you want me to yes. do, I do, like,
1: one than the other? Or do you want me to just tell you all three?
0: I want to hear all three.
1: Okay. So, my, so, the results, again, it's four letters, one being each. And then the, it'll say, like, the blank. So, each one is the something. And... Uh, you get two that are, like, very accurate towards yourself and one that's, like, pretty accurate but, like, it's not, like, as strong. So, I'll, I will begin by saying on all three of them, I got um, extroverted and intuitive. So, all of mine were EN to begin with. So, I got ENFJ, the teacher, ENFP, the champion, and ENTP, the visionary.
0: Wait, what did you get for your number one?
1: My number one was the teacher, ENFJ.
0: That's what I got. No way. No way. Okay, I want to hear. we the same
1: person, I guess.
0: No, I got very <laughs> different ones for my other ones, but I got the first one.
1: I got the teacher as my number one. Um, okay. Which is it's just, it's interesting that we both got that because if I look down here. Uh, only 3% of the general population is ENFJ, 3% being women, 2% being women, or vice uh, versa. So 3% are women, 2 are men.
0: Wow, that is so weird.
1: Yeah. so That's it says so that
0: strange.
1: ENFJs are idealist organizers driven to implement their vision of what is best for humanity. They act as catalysts for human growth, and they see the potential in other people. Their charisma persuades them um, on others of their ideas, and they are focused on values and vision. They're passionate about the possibilities for people, so it's very much the vibes of like of a teacher. You know, they, they see the best in other people and work to to expand on that to make other people feel better, to help other people, and to improve on other people's abilities.
0: Yeah, and, no, I can definitely see that.
1: Uh, they're energetic and driven, and, and I think one thing that's like it, it's very like uh, it explains it very well. As it says. The ENFJ is ambitious, but their ambition is not self-serving. That's- so their ambition is to help others.
0: Yeah, so- and I feel like that's for really for me, too. Because I feel mm-hmm. like my purpose, like I said it in the first episode, my purpose in life is to help other people. And so I think exactly. that's very relatable.
1: And I think it follows how you said you wanted to go in psychology. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, again, self-serving, uh, not self-serving, it's service to others. And again, mm-hmm. My, my uh, career of biomedical engineering, which I'd like to pursue uh, something in the medical field afterwards, it would again be providing for others in a, a, a place where they can't provide for themselves and helping them. And I, I'm wondering here, if this can load a little faster here, in careers, I wonder what they would say. Uh, h- healthcare, um, let's see, do they have anything psyche here? They don't. So I guess you're just out of luck. But um, <laughs> <laughs> they do have some uh, medical careers as teachers.
0: Yeah. Well, so. I mean, I guess you can be a. That's that's so. That's so interesting. Mm-hmm. I I really that's so cool. I c it's weird that we both got that, but I can I can definitely see it because you're you in your future career, you are definitely be doing a lot to help other people, right. and pursuing like causes for others. Mm-hmm.
1: So do you want to cover one of your other ones before I expand on my other two? Or do you want me to just go over my other two?
0: Um, I'll do one of mine. Um, So the next one that I got was the provider, which was the very good match. Um, So it's ESFJ for anybody who knows the lingo. Um, They are conscious helpers, sensitive to the needs of others, and are energetically dedicated to their responsibilities ESFJs like a sense of harmony and cooperation around them and are eager to please and provide. Which, I think that describes me pretty well. I think that's a very distinct um, personality match right there.
1: I would agree that does sound like you.
0: Yeah. I feel like um, harmony is something that I strive for, even though there isn't a lot of that in this world, especially today. Um, But cooperating and team building and learning to work together with people is something that I want to work on and get better at because working with people that you don't necessarily like can be difficult and challenging Um, but it can teach you a lot and make you a better stronger person and push push some of the limits that you wouldn't expect to push in your life
1: yeah no, no, I definitely see that for you. Um, I don't know. I get the vibes from me very much of, like someone that like provides for others. So provider makes sense.
0: Yeah, and like the provide. Yeah, e- they're eager to please and provide. I I think that's very true. Yeah,
1: for a very me. helpful person.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, things. Yeah, no, I I feel like that's good.
1: It follows your teacher route pretty well. I I don't really understand how the the champion and the teacher go together, but. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That was my second strongest one. That's your si-
0: Yeah. Okay. Let's hear about that.
1: So the champion is ENFP. So it switches out my J with or my, yeah, my J with my P. Uh, P. And what that is, is that's uh, perceivement versus judgment. And so the champion are people centered creators with a focus on possibilities and a contagious enthusiasm for new ideas, people, and activities. Energetic, warm, and passionate, ENFPs love to help other people explore their creative potential. Excuse me. Uh, They're typically agile and expressive communicators using their wit, humor, and mastery of language to create engaging stories. Imaginative and original, ENFPs often have a strong artistic side. They are drawn to art because of its ability to express inventive ideas and creates a deeper understanding of human experience. I'm not very artistic, so I would not give myself the art half of it, but I do think I'm a good talker. I think I'm um, pretty good at holding conversations with people and being imaginative in that sense of being creative with my conversations i do also think i have that um contagious enthusiasm for new ideas i love to like explore new things try new stuff and just kind of expand my social palette for so no
0: when you were reading that i'm like that is 100 percent you like you're you're always for new activities new projects new things and like when they were talking about stories i'm like yes you're always telling new stories always at like for at, like um what is it called we you start talking about one thing and it goes off on a tangent like you always make those stories flow so that i feel like that's definitely you
1: the champion yeah powerful
0: <laughs> yes oh my gosh
1: All right. so what was your next one
0: my last one which was a good match was the commander which is entj and ENTJs are strategic leaders. They are motivated to organize change. They're quick to see inefficiency and conceptualize conceptualize new solutions and enjoy developing long-range plans to accomplish their vision. I think that's pretty true. I feel I do like think for that's me. Accurate, yeah. yeah, I feel like for me especially when I'm taking a class or working on a project and I'm not seeing results or I'm not doing something that's helping me, I'm pretty good at changing my mindset and recognizing the inefficiency and modifying to make it a better outcome. And I feel like I definitely promote that a lot, changing and doing things differently to achieve success. So I feel like that's pretty accurate with my own mindset and personality.
1: Yeah, no, for sure when I when I when I heard that part the motivated to organize change that was like I was like that's that's her I mean she's just you ha- you're you have this bold personality where you see something that you're not a fan of and you're like I'm gonna work towards the changing of that and lead empowering the, the minority side or even if yeah the I mean, side, you believe in just kind of like working for that change to making that difference
0: yeah I mean you can talk about veganism <laughs> and I guess that's the other things that's not all
1: there is to you I know
0: I know yeah no all right what's your last one
1: my last one was the visionary no it's not I clicked something it was the inventor why am I on the visionaries page I I remember I got it it was the inventor hold on I've lost myself now go back it was ENTP where I? I guess ENTP is the inventor it's just called something different on this site it's called the visionary instead of the inventor
0: Oh, interesting. um, Are you on Truity?
1: Yeah, and I took it on Truity as well. That's weird. uh, The ENTP are inspired... Wait, wait, I did handwrite this one, so maybe I wrote the wrong thing down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Wait, it's it's right here. ENTP, yeah, the inventor. Okay, never mind. I guess it just goes by something else on this. Weird. NTPs are inspired innovators motivated to find new solutions to intellectually challenging problems. They're curious and clever and seek to comprehend people, systems, and principles that surround them. Open-minded and unconventional visionaries want to analyze, understand, and influence other people. So again, kind of mentioned that earlier, like wanting to analyze and understand other people. I, yeah. I want to like hear people out, hear what they're developing through, what they're going through, what's, what's going on in their brain to figure it out, understand it, and then help them with my own advice that I may or may not have to try to improve on the situation that they're already in. And I, I do love, um, that that inspired innovators. I think is very good because one of my passions is human innovation. i love to see all the ways that the human race has come in the last hundred years through the inventions of electricity and how medical procedures have increased and just all the new innovations occurred in the world. I love to study that.
0: Yeah. And I think like when they were talking about, um, do like, to helping people with their issues like you're very like intellectual so like um charting out like okay this is what's going on how can we fix this let's work on this and then giving people your advice i feel like that's very spot on for you
1: i, I agree i mean I, I think all of these I, I think what you have to do is you kind of to take what, all your answers that you get from all of them and just kind of put them together you know yeah these individual definitely. personalities are their traits but they don't make a whole person so i i think Co- make it, taking the collective of your traits and putting them together is kind of like what you are
0: yeah building they build up a bigger person of like who your personality is and what you relate to
1: yeah it's it's the building blocks of you is your personality type
0: yeah but no matter what your personality is you have to be smart and you have to stay on the honor roll because that is the only way you're gonna maintain those scholarships you're gonna maintain your college applications, you're going to secure success for your future. You got to be smart and you got to stay on that honor roll. Isn't that right?
1: That is exactly right. Well said, whether you're an introvert and extrovert, sensitive or intuitive, stay on the honor roll.
0: Stay on the honor roll.